Hey, Junior, close the door. You're letting all the heat out. Hey, look, shout out to whoever came up with this theme music because it gets me hype every time. Yo, welcome to 2020. Happy New Year. Clear Vision 2020. Hey, look, every time I see these things now, when they, they say, like, uh, uh, Back to the Future, Back to the Future took went back uh, 30 years, right? From 85 to 1955. So that means if Back to the Future came out right now, they go back to 1990. Hey, yo, that's crazy. That crazy. <laughs> like, you, the difference between, like, I remember going to the movie theater and seeing that movie. Right, yeah. and then when they showed like what was going on in 1955, like is there that much difference? Like if you went, you took a take a camera on the street to uh, you know anywhere USA 1990, mm-hmm. how crazy would it look from right now? Wow, that's interesting, man. Because if you saw like if you saw that Tesla truck, yeah, 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 out yeah. there, or, or even I don't know like a Prius, yeah, like if you saw that's a Prius true. in 1990, would you be like, yo, what is that? What is that crazy thing on the road? So I had a similar conversation. This cat was locked up for 20 years. Uh, and when mm-hmm. he came out, the world was different. Was and crazy, he didn't know how to, how to get into it, you know? Right. She was moving fast. That, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, or what did they say? Um, oh, there was another one out there. Like, what just, what the 30, I, it'll come to me. But it, again, it was it was like under the context of what, we're closer we're closer to 2050 than you know than 1990 or something you know something like that <clears throat> yeah yeah, hmm. it, it was something like, anyway 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 hey, like we said 2020 happy new year ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters uh you are listening to listening to letting all the heat out all right it's the hottest podcast not being bombed by iran right now <laughs> yeah. how about too soon too soon yo <laughs> you are in the building with your absolute favorite Capital Dads DC crew, uh, fresh for 2020, inside the, uh, inside the 202 Create Studios. You suck uh, Once again, I am your host, The Basher, alongside The Griot. What up? Uh, Big Rock is, is taking a little station identification break. And Blue Black. Yes, sir. Holding us down, as always, here in the studio is the brother Ty Westbrook. What's going on? Big time in the building. All right, all right, all right. Uh as always, it is a new year, but you can still find Letting All The Heat Out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So please subscribe and check us out. I tell you what, here in 2020, I'd like to, I'm going to start taking some telephone calls, some emails, something. I mean, come on. Let's DJ, start. please <laughs> pick, pick up your phone, phone up on, on the request, request line. line. Yo. Hello? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> what is your name and what would you like to hear? All right. Hey, I'm the street DJ. <laughs> Yo, anyway, anyway, listen, thank you. We listen, we we bugging out a little bit here in the studio. I think we're just glad to be glad to be back around good brothers uh talking about uh talking about good things. Um one of the topics, I mean, we we uh we like we're gonna keep the same format in terms of, you know, when we jump in, we say we're gonna we're gonna pop off. But we were talking a little bit off air about just everything that's going on, right? So, uh, if you, I don't know how, do you, I don't know if you, you're someone who makes resolutions or, you know, you just, you know, slide into the new year, but transitioning from like, like 2019, there was a lot, like a lot happened. Yeah. A, and and then, you know how when they, on the, uh, like they do this typically on award shows, when they do like the in you know in memoriam, memoriam. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's wild to like because I'll look at some of those and be like, oh, yo, I forgot they died. I forgot, yeah, like you know, and then I swear in the in the first week of 2020, I was like, yo, we can't sustain this. Yeah, like it's just it's too much. So I, I understand the I from I mean from my standpoint, what it feel what it means to be overwhelmed. And then how do you deal with that? Because I think right now, obviously, with the news that's going around the country, uh, around the world, um, and can somebody give Puerto Rico a break? Like, you know, because what will happen is I'll, I'll think, and I went through this, actually. I'll, I'll give a little bit of personal information. 
I'll have a I'll have an instance, and I had this the other day where I like I screamed in the car by myself out of like frustration and anguish, just about like personal life stuff. And then you have to, I guess I tell myself, I have to give myself permission or give myself a break and realize that it's not as bad as I think it is. And and it's just not, right? Because th- the situation could be so much worse. And, for, and, and there are other people dealing with problems Far that, worse. I, that I don't want. That I just don't want. So have my moment, whatever, whether it's selfish or, or you know what have you, deal with it, and then something will happen that I'll be like, well, I'm all right. Like I'm actually, I'm okay, and I'll and I'll deal. Like you can only take on but so much. Like you're in that instance, you know what I mean, in, or in that moment of time, and then you move forward from that. So. Well, recently uh, I had that moment when David Stern passed away. And I was thinking about, like, he's the only real NBA commissioner that I really know, that I feel like I know. Okay. And it was like an end of an era for me. Mm. You know Mm. what I mean? And I had to release. Mm -hmm. Because you were attached to the NBA or attached to him? Did you stop following after? I I really don't know why, to be honest. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't really know David Stern. But his death was like the end of some you, some you some felt personal something. shit, and mm, I was like, "Why?" And it's all of those things, right? Yeah. It's like it's a connection it's, to to something to, to something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. it's not deep, mm-hmm. but well, it was it's it's, it's, it's deep enough that that, that, that it, it right. caused you. But that's what I'm saying. We have all of those kind of moments on on repeat, you know, on rapid fire. And it makes us feel like it's the end of something. Yeah, something something's changing, right? Mm. And so you want to feel like you can move, you know, and change too, and not be beholden to the past in the same sort of way. Yeah. But then it just keeps coming. There's another one, and there's another one. So we're gonna. Um, I'm gonna resolve right now to make sure that we have mental health specialists on the show this year like that's that's gonna be necessary yes you know what i mean like because because there needs to be somebody with us that can speak to um ways to deal with when you feel overwhelmed right 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 no that's 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 real um i know we had talked about um and we're gonna get her on uh dr lisa uh, Fitzpatrick, uh, she's a doctor here in in, in D.C., uh, medical doctor. Um, but uh, but I, just to to your point, mm. um, not only talking about mental health um, with black men and black women and 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 our children, uh, but also uh, physical, uh, our physical well being. As I mentioned, can we can we get into that yeah, just yeah, for yeah, a second? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, recently, I saw this thing on Twitter where some new rapper or younger rapper was talking about how he looks up to Young Thug and all of these cats because he can relate or he helped them get through some of the situations. And that's why he looks up to him rather than he looks up to Biggie. Biggie and Pac. Right? So I was was looking at that and I was like, I had a moment. And I was like, wait a minute. So I sent the text to Wes, my brother, and I said, yo, is that really the the end? Why they look up to these dudes? It's like, Young Thug, the therapist, and he, I was like, he was talking about Young Thug's music, though, right? D, like his music, who he is, how, like, I'll give you an example. Wes wrote back to me. He said, "Yeah, I guess he feels that way because it's the same way we feel about Grandmaster Cas, right?" Mm. But for me, Grandmaster Cas was rocking, and I wanted to rock like him. Like he That's was doing was something, and it I was wanted the to, music. That's what I. But it was Cas. It was his. Else persona his mm-hmm. identity right mm-hmm. and he was winning and the way he was winning mm-hmm. i was like oh i want to i want to be like that right he wasn't coaching me through issues, issues like the therapist and i think there's a shift that happened right now people are going to the music looking for guidance and and coping mechanisms and how new was that though like how, I, like people were i wasn't i wasn't like that in the 80s is what i'm saying I think it's a. I think it's degrees. There's you think so? Right, because I'm with you. 
I was listening to the music because I was like, oh, the music, right? Boom, boom, boom. Taking me somewhere. Take, taking you somewhere, making me feel good. About, yeah. But there was, we have people who, who are right in that same uh, age group that we are in who, who, who were probably getting something different from it. But we looking for it. But we don't we didn't have those discussions. Mm. With you know, we weren't having those we just weren't having no those those diatribes or 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 getting down with people talking about that. Whereas now, I think because I saw that same I saw that same statement or article yeah. or whatever, and it and it made me just this morning look at Basil on the way to school and I said, I was like I was like, hey, do you like rap? Do you like hip hop? To which she was like, well, I'm learning about it. And I was like, I was like, okay, you're learning about it. Because I used to put it on in the car with the hopes that they would just catch it, right. kind of like that I miss. did. You yeah. know? Um, and then she and we're driving to school and she's like, Well, I like Juice World. And I was like, I yeah, I did exactly that. <laughs> For those of you watching on television, <laughs> the eye roll, like I rolled my eyes. And then, but then I I I said I can't get frustrated, meet her where she is, right? Right, And then try, so I said, well, let's listen to some of that. And we listened to three of his songs. And I was, I, I, you know, I didn't say anything. I didn't, you know, I didn't, you know, roll my eyes where she could see or anything, you know <laughs> what I mean? I just listened. And then I was kind of like, man, I was asking myself, because I didn't want to badger her the first thing in the morning. Like, what is it that you're getting out of that? You know, like what? Because the dude's talking about Molly and all of that, and you know, and the poor, poor brother dies of a drug overdose. So, like, I want to make sure that my, my child, like, why are you, why are you in this thing? Right. And then I tried to think of after we got through the third song, what is what do I now move to? Because I was like, well, now I'm going to play something that, that I like in the hopes that it will spark your interest. Right. Um, so I, do you all have the, like... It's such a tricky thing, though, man. Because I, I, I mean, we all came up around the same time. There was some real wild stuff that you could that you could get access to, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I was listening the other day. You remember... The, Whose song was Girls? The B-Boys? The Beastie Boys? No, not that one. The B-Boys. I know a girl named Anna. Oh, 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 that's, that's that was that. No. No, no, no. It was like the B-Boys or something. Or the Boogie Boys. Something, something, something like that. About. Right? They had, so I bought this album. They had they had that song and then they had like a part two to it. It, it, it was a red album. It was crazy. And that album was so foul. It was it was so foul. But I never Girl Girl Talk. Boogie Boys. Is that the name Girl of Girl Talk? Girl Talk. Um I never That's 86. 86, yeah. When I listened to stuff on the radio, I never thought that it was I never had a connection past I like I like the way this sounds. Or this is dope. Or that dude can rhyme like it. It was never. They are speaking to me about my situation that I'm having exactly. with my parents. Like it was not. There was a. It was always a wall. Like I, so, to me. And this is a generalization, of course. I think when people are getting that kind of stuff from the music, it's because of what they are lacking. Something like they're bringing some type of lack to the music. Hmm. Like I never needed. The Boogie Boys or Melly Mel or Run DMC to do anything for me except make dope music. That's right. it. I never needed them to speak to any situation I was dealing with. But I also think there's a there's a a, a rise in the importance of therapy or the the prioritization of therapy. The acknowledgement in society. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that is corollary to. Okay. what's going on in the music right because if you if you don't have anybody around you to talk to about shit right you're gonna let somebody talk to you about it mm. through the music right you know or at least do something 
And but that whole escalation of therapy, man, that's what Freud was in the nineteen forties and all of the work, William James and all them cats, when they put together all of this psychiatry, mm-hmm. all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, they they're winning right now. I mean, if you think about it, like we're all thinking about ourselves and our relationship to the world and death and all that kind of stuff like that. That's a major thing in the society right now, whether whether it's justified or not. Mm. We are all oriented to think that way. Not so much in the black community. Like there's still a stigma attached. You think so? I mean, I think that more and more black people are starting to let go of that whole stigma, but there are there are still there's a large segment of the black community where man, if you're getting help, like like it's still considered a sign of weakness um, to have what people would say is something wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like there's obviously something wrong with you, or people just get dismissed as being crazy. You know. Um, I think that that still exists and I shouldn't say the black community. It happens in many other communities as well um, where you just don't do that. It's not, it's not something that you do. You don't go outside of your, your pastor or your priest or your parents or your spouse. Right. And if you are, then, then now um, it's an indictment on, on, on those people. Like I, I, I've had several conversations where, you know, a, a spouse wanted to go to like couples therapy. Right. And the other spouse, the other partner in the in the relationship instead of now, I don't know that the, the inner workings of the relationship, but the other the other partner immediately considered that an indictment on them. Oh, it's so you feel like this. There's, there's something wrong with me. That you feel like you, you know. Nah, I you agree. Ther- you know what I, I mean? I know so, it well. <laughs> so, so, so I think that they still. You sit there talking. I feel, I feel so triggered. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sitting I'm here stepping like, on live like, wires like, and ain't nobody like, even uh, telling me it's landmines around here. <laughs> no, but I mean, y'all know. So yeah. I think that there's still that stigma. It's still a, it's still a minefield out there when it when it comes to you know where you go to seek help. And but but if we if we take that same you know thought and we take it to education, mm. and we talk about learning disabilities and ADHD and all of this stuff that people are being OCD whatever you could think about, the same stigma doesn't exist because yeah. we are yeah. not only we're quick to get the drugs and to diagnose ourselves and other people to get the drugs. To basically say that we know what's going on with you. So I had a conversation with a dude. He was like, yeah, you know, my last girlfriend was bipolar. And I was like, damn, that's a that's a serious statement you're making. Like bipolar is not just she's crazy. Right, that's right, specific. Right. right. So how do you know? Bi-? He's like, well, I did the reading and I did. And then when I confronted her, she was like, yeah, I know. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> he read based on the way she presented herself to him and he was like I got it. I diagnosed it that he said, bipolar right. $50 he did exactly <laughs> he did the work right so he goes to her confronts her with her trying to you know say hey listen I noticed some behavior and I think we need to talk about this and she was like I know I already know F that. you I, I know because I've been uh, a doctor has diagnosed Appa- me with that apparently but so, whatever that label was or whatever book. it was she, she had as- associated with herself and it was something like that's not that's put it this way. Fifty years ago, people wasn't saying that yeah, about right, right, right. That's right, right. right. You, <laughs> that's right. I don't think you, I don't think he was doing it ten years ago. That's crazy I mean, though. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. Is is even though the stigma is there, but that's right. But that's not to say that bipolarism and ADHD aren't real things though. Again, I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I can't <laughs> right. get into none of that. All right. I'm saying is we talk about that stuff way more now absolutely. than we ever have. That's absolutely correct. And it's part of our world. And we go to it. And even in the music, that's why I was trying to okay. make the correlation. So, like, the so now he's going to the music for whatever that connection 
release. Like, 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 oh, this person is just like me. Exactly. Or I, I can identify. I got this issue that I feel like I can't talk about with my friends or mm. my parents or sibling, and, whatever. And they're doing it for me. And the, and the rappers are now branding themselves. It's like, yo, that's what I do. I speak for the people who can't speak for themselves. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the the, the crown that they put on. Mm. It's like they may be able to go through the same thing or they may be able to go through worse than what I've been through, but they can't rap it about it as well as I can. You know what I mean? And it's like, wow, really? Here we are, 2020. I always felt detached. I mean, maybe it was it was because I wasn't from an area that was creating the beginnings of the music. Like, y'all are from New York. Yeah, I'm down in B-more. Are you, you trying to go, go to a break or something? No, 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 no. What I was, when you, you were like, I, again, triggered. You, you're like y'all are from New York, and I immediately, <laughs> I immediately made this distinction in you were my looking head, at the, like at the map, right? Like, like, like. Well, like you got, cause, cause, as you know, people will be quick to make that. Well, look, man, we're like nine one four and seven one eight or two one two. Got you. This is different. Unless it's different. Mount Vernon, money earning. Uh, <laughs> yo. I, it's a whole different podcast. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, but, my point was yeah. My my point was maybe it was that distance that I had where I was like, okay, these dudes are from New York. And then at after a while, it was it was you know kids from from Philly. You know, there was a kid you know from L.A. or, or what have you. I never felt like anybody was speaking for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I never went to the music for for that. I never got that out of That's the very music. Very interesting. What's next, Basher? We need Gentlemen. to move from this. Gen- what you say? We need to move from this. Yeah, but I mean, actually, but to the to the larger point is, we need we need to get some medical professionals uh, here at the table to talk with us, and we will we will endeavor to do that. Uh, one thing I wanted to jump on is just the mere fact that it's 2020, and so. You know, do we have any outlooks or, or any like things that we're looking to achieve, whether it's you personally uh, within your household, uh, something that you would like to see for the black community um, for 2020? Like, is there, yep. now's is, a good time for a break? You know, oh, now's it's a good time for the break. All right, <laughs> so we'll take a break and then we're gonna get into that. You listening to Letting All the Heat. We are back. You are listening to Letting All the Heat Out. Uh, before we went to break, we talked about this being a new year, um, not a new decade. I don't. I, you don't like that? Nah. I'll, I'll die on that hill. Can't see that far. It's 2020. 2021 starts the, the new Come decade. Come on, man. Stop that, man. <laughs> so you're saying the zeros are at the end, at the of, end the, of, of the decade? At the end of the decade. I listen. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. When you're 11, one 12, years 30, old. 40, 50, 60, 90, when you're one 20. years old. I get it, but what? Uh, what are the late nineties? What are the late nineties? Twentieth century. Ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and ninety-nine. Two thousand right. is the two thousands. Right. That doesn't. But the the decade. The decade of the 2000s. Starts at 2000. Yeah, he might, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Six or half a dozen. I could go either way. What I said was, <laughs> we're looking at a new year, 2020. And I know people, some people, um, I saw a lot of this was, uh, you know, stuff, just paying attention to social media, right? Like, and I, I've just, I've never been a resolution person that's never been, so, mainly because I couldn't stick to nothing. Right, like, uh, why am I gonna, you know, like, I'm, damn, this is bullshit. Yeah, right, <laughs> I'm not can't can't. I'm not gonna stop eating sugar. 
I'm not going <laughs> to stop eating, you know, wh- whatever or go on this <laughs> diet or, or go exercise or whatever. I look down at that Planet Fitness. The parking lot is packed. Packed. January. And it, and it, right, right, right. And it wasn't, it wasn't packed last week. You know what I mean? Man. But this week is jam-packed. And so I'll check back in February. Right. Right. And <laughs> see, see where everybody is. Yep. However, as I look to 2020, like I do have some, I, I this is something I've been working on for a little while. Um, and, and, and I'm ashamed, actually, that it's taken me this long uh, to address this. But I guess just, you know, you people arrive at certain times in their lives and they're like, hey, it's time for me to, you know, address this or address this. And it's it's just flat out money management. Hmm. Um, I was walking around with five credit cards uh, as late as last year, hmm. 2019, um, and I've knocked that down to four. <laughs> All right, so I have four credit cards, uh, and it's just unnecessary. It's just completely unnecessary. Get Suze Orman, Suze Orman on the phone, uh, and 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 I'm Her sure she'll, jacket. she'll right, and I'm sure she she'll tell me that it's crazy. Um, but so my goal is to cut that in half uh, for the year uh, and get myself uh, uh, down to just just having two. Uh, and ultimately, I just just you know one for emergency purposes. But at least for 2020, uh, one of my goals here is to uh, is to just pay more attention to my finances. Uh, and and I you know I asked this question. Uh, I don't think I've done it here, but. Can you go forty eight hours without anything leaving your your checking account? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything automated or any you know, or you know anything like that? You can you can. What's the longest you could go? The longest I have gone is three months. Whoa, whoa, whoa hold on. With fa- current without situa- using I'm a about debit card, without touching my money saying? at all. Family, with, I'm talking about with kids and. I mean, how you do know, you do that? Not rent. Is you know no, rent. That, that's what like that's what I'm talking about is how long because what I was looking at is like like di- like discretionary spending right you know I can go just, three months without discretionary spending so that so what so what you're saying is you you're, you're you're taking into account uh, rent slash mortgage household bills what and utilities like groceries you know the the shit that, right the regular the the engine that runs. But I think that, all right, the, right, and which is going to be different for everybody. Right. Right, but because for me, I just wanted to see, well, how long can you go without, as you, you know, because for me, I do online banking, and you can pull it up on your phone or on your computer or whatever and actually see, you know, when it, you know, when something comes mm-hmm. out. No doubt. And trying to go 48 hours, it, like, to like because I did it. I, I went 48 hours, mm-hmm. and I was, I was like, wow, now. Now I was in the house. <laughs> I wasn't going nowhere. Right. right. But at three months, that's that's. I don't even know how you. I don't know how you did wild. that. You know, what, were you in like a um, a, a, a concentration camp or something? Were I, it, you? Were you? Nah, I was just. I was reading. traveling the world. I was. I wasn't doing none of the shit that I was accustomed to doing. I just. That's crazy. My whole everything was different, but a conscious choice, like a conscious choice. I'm I'm going to take this time or just. Well, I mean, this is this fits right into what you was asking. Like, what resolutions do we have? I don't do resolutions either. And what instead, what I try to do is be more mindful and intentful in the moment mm-hmm. about what it is that I'm prioritizing, what is important, you know. And if I do that every moment, right, then it turns into something. So I wasn't thinking it was going to be three months. Right. I was just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm used to doing that, but no, I'm not going to do that. And in the moment, turned into three months of not doing that. Telling yourself no. Right. Or saying like, do you really, is this a want or a need? Ah, all right. It's and then being honest with yourself, you know what I'm saying? And then being like, all right, stop. A very mature. Uh, I, it way didn't to go come about easy, things. but I can tell you that it's possible. I I don't know how sustainable it is, but it's definitely possible. Hmm. Yeah. I, so I'm I'm trying to to decipher what you're saying and like put it into the context of my life, hmm. because like the just this past weekend I was like, oh, I got to run into Costco right quick. 
I'm always doing that. Whole Foods. Because, and I was explaining this, I was explaining this to my folks. Like, that that sentiment, like just that sentence, I got to run into Costco right quick. For me, running into Costco right quick is a hundred dollar expenditure. At least. As soon as you walk in the door. It's a hundred dollars. I make a joke. I, I joke about this all, all the time. Like every Costco trip is a hundred dollars. I just, I just went in there for toilet paper. It's a hundred dollars. I walk out with a hundred dollars worth of stuff. Easy. So, so here's what I found. Uh, this is, and I'm like proud of myself, right? So that whole running into the supermarket for bulk items, mm. whether you go to a Harris Teeter, a Giant, a Safeway, or Costco, or box. Uh-huh. right? So I figured, I figured this out. It was like a math equation. If you go to Amazon.com, I hate that I'm plugging Amazon.com, and subscribe to the joint mm-hmm. to where you can space it out because it allows you to do Correct. like every for Correct. every week, Prime. two weeks, yeah, or out as far as like months. Amazon Fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So like, so I got it now. I got my 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 thing calibrated to where the toilet tissue, the paper towels, and the uh, laundry detergent, mm-hmm. the bigger things, I got it spaced out depending on how it gets used in the house. So that I'm not running into a Costco to get stuff off schedule. To get, to, to get stuff off schedule, the, the my problem is I'm still spending a hundred dollars. So I'm like, of course I need that salmon fillet right there. <laughs> they make a good salmon. It kind of, it's fresh. Yo, it's not farmed. But so check this out. This is what I. This is what my Costco solution is. I'm listening. <laughs> Going to Costco and spend two hundred. And relax. But do see, do do you when you go into Costco? But see, okay. but, but there's a the second won't. part of that though. But right? then you don't have to go back. There you go. You can't go. No, because you will have to. You can't let you, yourself. But you got. You got. If you if you spend two hundred and take it home, mm-hmm. you got everything you want at home. You are right. But what I'm telling you is, you gotta consciously say to yourself, okay, I can't go back to Costco for. Another two weeks. It depends weeks. on where you're looking. Are you looking at what you already have or are you looking at what you want? That's, that's, that's problem, what I'm saying. If that's you, the problem, I, got, I went and got I the, brownie, the brownie bites that they got at Costco. Delicious. I don't need them shits. But fantastic. I bought them. Best thing Costco And now I got me. them. Right. And now I don't got to go. got to eat them. And I got to eat them. But I don't got to go nowhere else to get them. Right. So that's how, that's the Jedi mind trick I did for I myself. I walked into Costco the other day. So, <clears throat> all right. I don't know how many people know this. Costco had this uh this chocolate cake, right? Chocolate frosted. The light, yeah, yeah. Layered yeah, 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 joint yeah, with yeah. the So it's I think they I think they um I think they use crack. I, I think they use crack in the back. I'm pretty sure it was I'm pretty sure it was crack. So so yo, it was a giant cake. It had to have been for like twenty five people, right? We used to Get the joint, cut the joint half, freeze it, and we would eat on that, eat on that joint, right? So, but it was it was off. It was awful for any any person that plans to live past the age of fifty one, right? You can't be eating that that Costco chocolate cake, man. Once a month, once every other month, it's crazy. I went in there last week, and um, you talking about the one right over here in Northeast? Yeah, Market Street. Um, I went in there and um, they had moved it it wasn't where it was supposed to be right it wasn't with the muffins and all of that right so I went around the other side I went around the other side where they had the brownie bites right I was like okay okay it's it's chocolate cake get this chocolate cake right here and and it it wasn't it wasn't where the brownie bites were right so I felt I felt a little piece of sweat forming <laughs> on top of my head. Right? I was like, okay. So they're not there. So they probably they probably still they didn't put them out yet, obviously. So I'm gonna go back, <laughs> talk to the bakery people. Nice sisters back there. Yeah, you talk you, you talk to a manager. <laughs> well, I didn't ask for a manager. So I don't know if I talked to a manager. I did not ask for one. I was like, excuse me. And uh, the oh. lady came out. She had the hairnet or whatever. 
she's pushing the bread cart. I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, um, y'all, where did y'all move the? Because I looked where the chocolate cake usually is, and then it wasn't there. And then you know, I was, I went over to where the brownie bites are, because they also chocolate, and I figured they was they gonna be there. Be, yeah. They weren't over there. So where did you? Y'all still making them? You, you, you still got the chocolate cakes in the back? And uh, and she looked at me with this look uh, of disgust. Like it wasn't disgust. It was it was pity. <laughs> it was it was pity. Like oh no, baby, you, you didn't get the memo. Nobody told you. <laughs> we 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 discontinued the chocolate cake that's a harsh word discontinue there's nothing quite like final like discontinue no doubt right because that that wasn't you can go over to the other right that that no that was like no costco no longer you can't order it for me shut it down wow yo i started itching yo it was terrible it was just a just a terrible story, man. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I feel for you, brother. Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you. I don't even know. I don't even know where I was no, going with nah, that. It's, hey, no, it's just, now I'm sad. Needs and wants. Costco's <laughs> a problem. Costco's a problem for me. And and I look around when I when I go in there, I immediately go into this sort of investigative mode. Like I'm watching everybody in there, kind of, but myself. Mm-hmm. You know. Because and, and you're a, you're a better shopper than everybody else in there, right? I'm like, not. You know what you're doing. <laughs> no, no, but you, you think that they're up on something that you're not up on, and so you're looking to see what they got. Actually, no. To to be honest with you, my you my my, my my bourgeois ass is looking at them like, why are you here? Why are you oh, here? right. Oh, and and I, yeah, and I'm passing judgment. To be, if I want to be honest, no I'm, I'm passing judgment on people in there, and it's so crazy. It's so because because. That just and I'll go back to the I'll go back to the original sentence so as why that judgment is crazy because I said oh I'm gonna go run into Costco right quick that's stupid <laughs> that's a it, it's it's dumb which is why like I, like the fact that you could have no uh you know just discretionary spending for three months and I'm looking at that like I I know I don't have the wherewithal. To, to move down that path and and I, but I still I look you know I'll look at I'll go on on my bank uh, bank statement and look in real time and it's like did you like for instance if one of the girls says can we go to Starbucks nine times out of ten I'm like oh yeah sure we go to Starbucks right and that if the three of us decide to get something it's like anywhere from fifteen to seventeen dollars. Fifteen to seventeen dollars, two times, three times a week. I mean, th- like over and over, you know, yeah, th- that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And then, yeah. like to go into Costco. First of all, that Costco in Northeast is really just a glorified liquor store. Let's be honest. It's a lot of liquor. It's a lot of alcohol that get that gets bought in that store. Really? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, there yeah. are people that use that Costco bars. simply for. That that's bar the other, that's another thing. There. Bar owners, because you see people leaving out with amounts of alcohol. It's like, yo, you got to be kidding me. Or if you if you own a a liquor store, yeah, they go in there and then just jack the price up once wow. they get it. Oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You see that? Um, but yeah, I I mean, like I have gone into that Costco and got and walked out of there with three items, hundred dollars. <laughs> no, I'm saying. I mean, close. You know, close, some close. And and here's where I realized Costco is becoming a problem because now I don't just circle the outside. Now I'm starting to look at the clothes, <laughs> which is absolutely crazy. Like I, for the longest time, my eyes stayed away from the center of the store. Yeah. And now I've reached the age where I'm like, are those are those Adidas sweats? Eighteen year old you is disgusting. No, <laughs> Yo, disgusting. I do that. It's a six pack of, of socks right there. Come on, man. What y'all talking about? I just bought some underwear out of Costco. Come on, man. Stop playing, man. So, so yeah. 50 um, adjacent up in here. Costco. It's a problem. I don't know. Like, for my 2020 resolution, like I said, it was money management. <laughs> and if I could just stay out of Costco, maybe I need to, maybe I need to add to that list. Because it just doesn't, like, I don't remember a time. And I just doesn't mean that it didn't happen. 
but my parents, there were five people under their roof and they were doing everything they could, especially when they, like, we had, for us, it was either Grand Union or ShopRite. That's what we had mm-hmm. up there. Um, tri- they had this thing called triple coupons or something like that. Mm. And I feel like, I feel like it happened like once mm. or twice a year. Yeah. And, but they were looking, f- you know, like, they, they, and they right. had, a, my parents had a system for it, you know, like, and because the shop right stayed open like really late, it was like, yo, my pops would, would go out at 10 o'clock, get mad food with all these. And I mean, cl- clipping them joints, like they had, a, there was a, you know, remember that little plastic box that you had in the house? Like a, where you with, kept the coupons. Where you put the coupons in. Da, 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 da. Yo, triple coupon was a thing. And, 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 and when I, I can remember going with my parents at one point and they had two cards. Yeah. I was like, that's crazy. I yeah. used to get embarrassed Two with cards. coupons and all that, standing there with my mom with the coupons and standing there as a little kid being like, Waiting. for real? Waiting, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, And yet, and yet. That was the way to do it, Vacations, though. bomb Christmas, birthday. Yeah. Wanted for nothing, right? Because right? I was that same kid, like. <sighs> no doubt. Only because it looked like food stamps. To me, it was the same process. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know what I mean? And I, and I, ah, come on, let's keep, let's just buy it and get out of here. Mm-hmm. You it's know? wild. Mm-hmm. It's really wild. And and I have and and again, <clears throat> it, it, it all ties together, right? Uh, the kids, the the children, my siblings, and I wanted for nothing, and my parents had proper money management. Money management. There you go. That's what that's that's what that's about. Still, what else we got? It. What else we got? What you got, Creole? What's your twenty twenty looking? Yo. Like? <sighs> So, so my wife and I have a have a real estate investment business, right? We're trying to we're trying to do some do some good while we are trying to get wealthy, right? right. So, what we want to do for twenty twenty, man, is try to attack this attack this housing crisis situation. I mean, we have rental properties now, but the idea, the original idea was to have these rental properties and house them with people who, for whatever reason, are having trouble finding housing, like <clears throat> like uh, people who are transitioning from from jail. Mm. There's a program that does that, for, for, you know, finds housing for people, and you can you can get involved if if you are. Um, a real estate investor and, and you have properties, you can get involved with these programs that work with people who are just getting out of jail, people who are getting out of drug um, drug addiction programs. Mm. Um, it's called transitional housing, right? And when we originally got into investing, that's what we, we were doing. But now we find ourselves in a place now in, in our properties, we don't have any transitional housing um, renters in our properties anymore. So, um, and it's, and it's not like the, the housing, the affordable housing situation has gotten better. You know what I mean? So, we Ben, ben Carson says what? <laughs> exactly. Oh man, oh man, HUD is tripping right now. Okay. HUD is really tripping hard right now. We'll talk about that another time. But um, yeah. So twenty twenty, man, we want to get back, get back on the right road of 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 trying to do good, trying <clears throat> to address this housing crisis, man trying to help people who are trying to do the right thing and get their lives back in order. Um, and, you know, everybody needs a, needs a place to live that is safe, that is warm in the winter and cool in the summer, man. You know what I mean? So that's that's what we want to do. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, man. Well, 2020. Just 2020 is more, uh, for me, like community building. Um. For a long time, I have been upset with the number of hip hop beats that are on producers' hard drives that we never get a chance to hear. And that bothers me. And it just, there's gotta be a way to create a distribution channel that doesn't require a rapper to come up with a rap. Hmm. And that's what I'm trying to see in 2020, is to build a community 
so that we can get this distribution channel so that beats become their own thing. They're not dependent upon ASCAP. They're not dependent upon Biggie or Drake. They're not dependent upon anything. The producers got fire. The people need to get the fire. And by, and when you, and let me just, let me help add on to this conversation. Please. Like when you say people, that also includes like if someone try it, everything from commercial, um, um, animated, featured, every, everything where you know everything. where there's gonna be music, even nonprofits. Right, right nonprofits right. need some branding, right? Because people don't necessarily know who they are. Right. Hmm. I give you a hot beat, that and every time that beat plays, they associate that with your brand. Right. People will know who you are. I guarantee you. We, the Generation X hip hop generation, we figured that part out. We can okay. help you. Like it can sell everything. It Music can, can be yeah, the backdrop. It, to- it builds community. That's what I'm trying to say. Is like we we're sitting on this asset, and hopefully we will start treating it as a financial asset because some people do. Some people treat it as such, and it's a small community of people who are benefiting financially from the beat market. That needs to be expanded, man. Just just think about it. If you've been making beats since 1995, how many beats do you have? And how many beats have people heard? That's the part that I'm trying to get at now. Like, I've heard some shit that I'm like, even if it's sampled, you know, I'm not getting into that real music sample thing. I get it. You know, to me, it doesn't matter because we can figure out how to, you know, pay everybody who needs to get paid. Mm-hmm. But getting the music out, it's, it's, it's like our legacy. And it's, it's, it's not even like museum quality stuff. It's real living life stuff you know it doesn't belong in 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 an archive somewhere we need to be using it and circulating it amongst ourselves in a real way so 2020 is is that vision for me and seeing how i can connect the dots as as much as i can to see how that works and other than that man just getting that as a stable foundation you know what i mean and like you were saying uh, our kids don't necessarily know what hip-hop is they do, but they don't. But they don't. You know? So creating that environment, to me, at least connects them to the beat part of it. They can figure out the rest of what people's trying to say on their own, but at least they get that feeling of what the music is about. So that's that. We got music. We got affordable housing, available affordable housing, right. money management. I wish Rock That's was here. I would love to hear what this what, what this this year's got for him, boy. We gonna we gonna we gonna get him in here. We gonna get him in there. Shout the, out to the, Big Rock. The, the brother is busy. And one more thing, I want to give a shout to all the good barbers in the world. <laughs> Word. It's so hard to find a good barber. I see you looking fresh. And and this is not even what I where I want to be. Right. So I've had a, a moment where I got out of a chair from a barber. And I thought about my favorite barber. And I gave him a call and I told him, I said, yo, what you do for me is much more than cut my hair. I appreciate you. Whatever it is that you do in my head, I don't have to tell you what it is. You know what to do. But there is a relationship that we have and you're doing something inside my head at the same time that I really appreciate. And it's not therapy, and it's not magic, and it's not alchemy, but maybe if you really- It could be therapy. It could be. But good barbers, right? Now, now, for a long time I was like, yeah, you know, getting your hair cut, that's for the man, you know, or you want chicks to dig you and all that stuff. So, you know, let your hair grow, just be out there, ah, you know, natural and all that stuff. But I really, have come to understand the role that barbers play is, you know, we understand and we appreciate it, but we need to keep telling them, you know, what, who that. they are to us and what they do for us. Now, this this, this barber, this is your your favorite barber is your current barber? Now, my favorite barber is Danny Norman, okay. uh, Soundview Projects, met him in Charlottesville, okay. sat in his chair, didn't know he was from, from Soundview, started cutting my hair, we started talking of. We lived in the same, grew up in the same neighborhood, different times, didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. Met in Charlottesville, been my man forever. And uh, 
he's he just like the first time I sat in his chair, he was like, So yo, you like what do you like? You like this, this, and this? I only told him once. Mm. But over twenty years I never have to say it again. I just sit in the chair. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? And I he he knows me. He knows how I move through the world. He knows what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going in the corporate direction, he he hits me with the corporate. Now, if I'm going back, you know, hood, if I'm going on tour or I'm doing whatever, he hits me with that. Right, right. He's in Charlottesville? Uh, let's see. He's in Durham right He's now. He's in Durham. Okay. Because I got I got people in Durham. Shout out to the Morants in Durham. Um, uh, so he has a shop. His shop is in Durham. He doesn't have a, he doesn't shop, have a shop anymore. Now. Does he still cut? He... I think he does whatever, but okay, that's part of it. He did. He had a shop before. Yeah, you know, I don't know how to gotcha, describe gotcha, it. Gotcha, it's gotcha, it's gotcha. complicated. Okay, 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 okay. But I know he was the for me. He was the best. He did it. He, he did it. For barber me. I ever had. That's dope. That's dope. So shout, shout out, out to, to the barbers. Uh, to the barbers. His grooming, H I S grooming, up on uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, they they got a spot up there. You're gonna spend a little money, but it's it's, it's worth it. It's no worth doubt. it. Right up on Pennsylvania Avenue. Check it out, uh, folks. We're gonna get out of here this week. Uh, we'll be back uh, back in the saddle next week with another dynamite show for you. Uh, thank you for for tuning in and listening and sticking around uh, with us. Remember that you can follow at Capital Dads DC on all of your social media platforms for updates about the show and what we're doing, uh, and tell us what you'd like for us to be speaking on. Uh, but until next week, as we always say here on the show, we want you to be present, be prepared, and be purposeful. Peace. Peace. The African American community, the barbershop, is far more than just a place to get a fresh haircut. Man, there's something left in the game. That was a game. The barbershop is a sanctuary for African Americans. For the 15 or 20 minutes it takes to cut someone's hair, the barber and customer open up to each other about their own lives. You know, you might have a problem, I might have a problem. We sit and yeah, communicate. The prominent role barbers play in the African-American community can be traced back to slavery. Men who knew how to cut hair were considered an asset to slave owners. It was a skill set that they had that would be carried forth to uh, the next person via sale. So those are labels for members. Dr. Maureen Algersman Lee is a historian at the Black History Museum and Cultural Center of Virginia. She says once freed, those who became professional barbers and were lucky enough to open their own shops rose to a level of prominence. Those who owned property, those who had businesses, those who were, who were ministers, that those people tended to um, be the people who moved ahead as leaders. According to the book titled Black Owned, African Americans had a big chunk of the country's service establishments by 1939. 40% were African American barbershops and beauty parlors. This industry paved the way for many African Americans to become entrepreneurs in their communities.